Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's Super Bowl week. Yes, I know. I know. It really is. Trust me. I know the hype's not there. It doesn't seem like it, at least. Uh, Maybe I'm just not paying attention, but uh, you're going to have to trust me on this one, John, and everyone listening. Super Bowl week is here, and um, what I think is, you know, we're going to have a pretty good matchup this week, I think. Um, You know, the Eagles, you know, we've talked about the Eagles all year as being the, you know, from start to finish, the best team in the league. Uh, then, of course, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So, uh, should be exciting, should be fun. But, John, that's not where we're going to start today. We're going to start in, well, your favorite league, the NBA. Yes, that's right, John, because if you were sleeping, or at least comatose for most of the afternoon yesterday, uh, that's about the only way you'd probably not hear about this, but uh, Kyrie Irving has been traded uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. This is coming off the heels of... The uh, trade request that was made public just recently, uh, obviously Kyrie's been a, a certain level of frustration to deal with, uh, with whatever team handles them, and there's been trade requests in the past, but this one obviously had some legs, and it very, very quickly uh, came to fruition. So uh, Kyrie Irving, no longer a Brooklyn Net, he is now a uh, Dallas Maverick, and uh, John, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you and... You tell me who won, who lost, and what do you make of this deal? 
Well, I thought the Lakers were going to really be aggressive in going after Kyrie Irving because LeBron James intimated that at the end of last week when it became public that Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded. But I'm pretty convinced that Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, said anywhere but the Lakers. I'm not going to make Kyrie Irving happy. I'm not going to maybe put them over the top and lead them to another championship. So send them somewhere else. And Dallas put together a decent package, not a great package, but considering it's a distressed asset, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, who is, to put it mildly, a lightning rod, right? I mean, this guy, you may get a good month out of him, and then he goes off the reservation, and he sits out games, and he's not the most durable guy either. Is he going to be there for the playoffs? There's a lot of ifs with Kyrie Irving. But in return, Brooklyn gets um, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a nice player who played in Brooklyn for five years, uh, a few years back, and is a solid player. Uh, Florian, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a nice piece as well, some draft picks. They didn't give as much back as the talent would make you think so for, for Kyrie Irving. But again, distressed asset. The trade deadline is on Thursday, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And Brooklyn had, had talked to him about a contract extension, and it just didn't work out because there were some parameters in there that Kyrie was not going to be uh, adherent to. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of was surprising to happen that quickly. But again, the trade deadline is Thursday, which is incredibly early. I mean, it's still two months before the end of the regular yeah. season. So you're going to see some action take place this week. I, who knows? Maybe Kevin Durant gets moved and Brooklyn says, let's just blow this whole thing up and start fresh, get as many draft picks and players we can get back and go from there because it's another free agent class year to year to year to year. So you can add players at that point. Phoenix could get involved. The Lakers may be in play to add someone, not Kevin Durant, but someone else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Kyrie Irving now on his fourth team. It's going to be fascinating to watch Kyrie Irving with Luka Doncic. I think they're the two most skilled offensive players in the league. Not necessarily the best players in the league, but skilled offensive players. There's going to be games, Ian, when they mesh so beautifully together, it's going to be breathtaking to watch. There may be other games where it's going to be frustrating to watch, and you could see both of those guys maybe bickering at each other going back to the huddle. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the next two months. Yeah, and, and that was something I was, I was going to ask you, too. What's, what's the dynamic going to be between those two? Because... You know, you, you presumably have two alpha superstars, you know, guys that, you know what, when the game's on the line, give me the ball or, you know, mm-hmm. let me you, let me do what I do type of thing. And and look, <clears throat> this could this could be a, a home run for Dallas, because obviously they, they haven't had this type of talent to compliment Luca since he's been in the league. Um, but the like, you know, you said it before, he's a lightning rod. So at any given moment, this could blow up in their face and. You know, when you think about it, if you're Dallas, you're like, okay, it's February. It's almost the middle of February. We need, what, five months at best? You know, four months of of good Kyrie. And, you know, if it pays off, it could potentially pay off in an NBA title. If not, well, you know, like you said, you can say goodbye to him in the offseason and and not be too upset with what you gave up and kind of move on and not be crippled. So, um, obviously, the risk in this is what's going to happen with... Dallas, are they going to take this and run with it, or is this going to blow up in their face? Because, you know, John, look, Brooklyn for a little while was starting to play well, and all of a sudden they were right in the mix, and, and, and you know, at the top of the Eastern Conference, and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe they have kind of, you know, put some of these things in the past. Now it's uh, to your point, this could be a team that could decide to move on from Kevin Durant and just blow it all up, or uh, they could be very active at the deadline too to try to replenish some of what Kyrie brought to the table when you know when he was out there so um where where does this go go ahead they were playing really well they were playing really well when Durant got hurt about a month ago they were right on the heels of the Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks for the best record Mm -hmm. in the Eastern Conference they've slid back because Durant's out he's that good 
he's supposed to be back within a couple of weeks. Uh, he's not the most durable guy either. So I also think, too, Ian, that there's so many teams in the Western Conference that look at it and say the Western Conference is completely wide open. Golden State mm-hmm. playing around 500, and Steph Curry's probably going to miss the next month. Denver's the best team in the West. I picked them to win the championship. I still am very high on them. But I don't think any team in the West really fears the Denver Nuggets. Maybe mm-hmm. Denver's going to be in play also at the trade deadline to add a piece to help out Nikola Jokic. I think every team out West that's you know right there is going to say, geez, if we can add one more player here, we can make a run. Dallas was not going to be a title contender with Luka Doncic and a bunch of other guys. It, it, yeah. just, it resembled so much what Cleveland was with LeBron right, in his right. first seven years where they were always tough to beat. They would win a series or two, but it was one great player playing with a lot of role players, and that's not enough to win in the NBA. So you add Kyrie Irving, I think it's a big swing. It could be a big swing and a miss. It could be a big swing and a home run. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, if you're Dallas, you're in a position to make one of these big swings because if you do miss, it's not like you were, you know, obviously the Celtics would never do it, but if if they're in a position like the Celtics where obviously you're, you've been in first place for a while, you, you know who you are, you're obviously a title contender, but you decide to really shake things up and potentially risk what you already have by bringing in a guy like Kyrie Irving. Now, Dallas, to your point, they, they weren't going to contend. You know, they, they were going to have a nice team, but they weren't going to contend with what they had. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if they go out there, they swing and they miss, well, what's the difference from where they would have landed? And, um, of course, if they hit the ball <laughs> or hit it out of the park, so to speak, I know we're mixing baseball analogies with basketball talk, but, you know, you're just going to have to bear with us here. Um, I'm about to start coughing my head out right now, so I'm going to hand the mic over to you in just a moment, John. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, if, if they hit it right, all of a sudden, you have a team that, that could potentially be the best in the West, and, and all of a sudden, the, your expectations change. Oh, without question. Um, where they were was probably a team that could win one, maybe two rounds, if you get the right combination, and if you get the right team that you play in those rounds right yep. other than that I, I can't see them winning three rounds getting to the finals and look if Dallas is really good and Lucas I think a leading MVP contender heck they're 0-7 in games he's missed this year so it shows you what lack of talent they have there so he needed a, a number two guy and I think Kyrie's pretty comfortable being the number two guy he wanted to be the number one guy when he came to Boston and he's just not equipped for that um, not that his talent isn't you know equipped for that but it's just his mindset he's not the lead guy He's best served as number two guy, which, you know, makes you question why he just didn't embrace LeBron more in Cleveland. That's the perfect situation. You've got the ultimate leader and then a great Robin, right? Yeah, but he he was also he was also a lot younger then too. You know, so like your ego's your ego's gonna take over any sort of logic or or sound thinking in that situation. And he's never happy. He's never happy. He wasn't happy there, then he wasn't happy being the leader in Boston. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. Not just that, it's LeBron too. So, like, I think sure. it's a little bit easier to take a backseat to, to Kevin Durant when you're a little bit older than it is to take a backseat to LeBron James when you're younger and kind of still fresh off being the number one pick. So, Right. And, and by the way, the three years before LeBron showed up in Cleveland, the Cavaliers had the worst record in basketball with Kyrie Irving. So, you know, he's, again, he, he doesn't necessarily impact winning all that much. I mean, we can see what happened in Brooklyn. As soon as Durant went out, they played sub-500 basketball. He's marvelous. I, I've told you before, he's one of my favorite players to watch. If I could show up to a playground as any player in the NBA, it'd be Kyrie Irving, six foot two. So you're not going to stand out on a playground. You know, you may not be the first pick. And then all of a sudden, when the game starts, you're like, holy cow, who's this guy? 
because his skill set is, is incredible. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, you know, we'll see what happens now. You know, Mark Cuban is a guy that thinks outside the box. So this is probably the right owner and maybe Mark Cuban can strike up a relationship with him. They're both kind of iconoclasts. Maybe he'll enjoy playing in Dallas uh, and, and not necessarily being, the biggest star on the team, but yeah. look, all eyes will be on Dallas certainly right for the next two months. Cause you got the leading MVP candidate and Luca and now Kyrie Irving. So they're going to be one of the most talked about teams in the league for the next two months and then into the playoffs. Your gut feeling, is this going to work? I think it will. I think it will. Cause I, I think Luca's is such an incredible talent mm-hmm. and he's a guy who I think makes guys around him better. He got to the conference finals last year and, and was fairly competitive. We lost in five games to golden state um, with just a bunch of guys. I think yeah. he can in, he can impact players so much that at the end of games, it doesn't necessarily have to be Luca making the big shot. I think he could set Kyrie up. Uh, they're both I hate using the term basketball geniuses, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. Very high IQ on the basketball court. Kyrie's got all of that. No questions. His talent, intellect for the game, all of that stuff is off the charts as it is with Luca. I mean, they may be challenged on the defensive end, but it's an offensive league for sure. But I think, I think it's certainly will work for a while. The key here is going to be Jason Kidd, the head coach. Now, the problem with Kyrie is he doesn't respect coaches. He didn't respect Steve Nash, who's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Is he going to really respect Jason Kidd, who's also a Hall of Famer? You can have a discussion if you th- on if whether... You, if you think about it, too, very... I mean, obviously coming from the same era, and I was actually just going to bring up, you know, Kevin Nash... Or Kevin Nash. I'm, I'm thinking WWF. Oh, my God. Steve, <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve Nash and uh, 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 Dirk. I mean, very... Yep. If you think about it, very I mean, a guy uh, obviously Nash won two MVPs, uh, uh, superiorly talented certainly for his his era, uh, and then you have Dirk Nowitzki, who 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 is arguably at any given point uh, in the conversation as being one of the top what three players in the league um, at his peak. Yeah, he so, won an MVP, won yeah. a title. Yeah, he was a he was a, a tough matchup for sure, and yeah, and he's kind of involved with the Mavericks. But again, it's tough to really predict what Kyrie's going to do. I don't think Kyrie knows what he's going to do. No, no, of course not. Blow things up. So he's not the kind of guy where you sit down and say, look, can you just be focused for the next few months? We've got something important here. And then we'll, we'll deal with the contract after mm-hmm. that. He seems to be, be the guy that's the perfect candidate for those one year deals. Yeah. Right. Cause do you want to really commit four years, 200 million to him? I, I know I wouldn't. And I don't know if he wants to commit four years uh, to anywhere. So, I mean, it, it could right. be beneficial to him as well. But, <laughs> you know, that then you're just getting into the mess of trying to, like, basically bank on yourself and all that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be fascinating uh, storyline basketball to watch, certainly, and certainly fascinating basketball. And um, we'll see if this uh, kind of puts puts the Mavs up and over to the top. So, um, all right. Uh, we, we didn't get a chance to uh, last week uh, because uh, – I mean, it really kind of got lost in the mix um, with uh, Tom Brady's retirement and obviously the, the championship games and all that. But the the drama with Sean Payton was really no drama at all because, well, he's going to be the coach of the Denver Broncos, a team that he was most really legitimately connected to. I know, you know, the Dolphins and people have talked. We, we've talked about Los Angeles, the Chargers, all that stuff, but... The, the the reports had been really since this ramped up was, you know, the De- Broncos were interested. And the question was, John, and, and this is something where, you know, I, I certainly question this. And it seems to have or we we have seemed to have been given Sean Payton's answer. And that and that is, can you fix Russell Wilson? And if you're Sean Payton, you have to believe that you can fix Russell Wilson 
because you're not going to commit to the Denver Broncos being saddled with Russell Wilson for the next five years. So uh, that's the biggest takeaway I, I have from this, because if you believe you can fix Russell Wilson, all of a sudden the situation doesn't seem so bad. Um, decent defense last year, uh, some talent on the offense. If you can get the most out of Russ, then you know what? You're in okay shape. I don't, I'm not going to say you're going to compete for any division, but you may be able to sneak into the playoffs and certainly have a, a far more successful season than you did a year ago. So uh, were you shocked Sean Payton ultimately went to Denver? No, not really. I think they could throw the most money at him, right? They have new ownership, True. which has a net worth of $75 billion. Yeah, so they, they were like, here's five years, $100 million. would be the second highest paid coach in football. That's, that's a lot of money to say no to. And he'll pretty much have his say there in constructing the roster. of George Patton or Payton, I don't know the right way to pronounce his name. I prefer to call him George Patton. We'll just call him the general. Uh, is the general manager there, but I'm sure Sean Payton is going to be the guy that makes most of the major decisions. Yeah, and let's not forget, coaches have massive egos too, especially Sean Payton. I mean, he yeah. has a massive ego, so he's probably like, sure, I can go in and fix Russell Wilson. Why not? You know, I, I can handle that. And I think, you know, we, we didn't discuss this because of the Brady retirement. Maybe they were somewhat connected because we heard all the rumors that Brady wanted to play True. for Payton in Miami, and I think That's once Payton point. went to Denver, Brady's like, well, I'm not going to Denver. They got Russell Wilson. They can't get rid of him. I always thought a decent place would have been New Orleans. Wouldn't that made some sense for Brady and Peyton? Like Peyton uh, go back to New Orleans, Orleans after a year? Uh, I don't know. Nor- New not Orleans far got... from Florida, right? I mean, yeah, it's but, not... but they're they're not a team. I I don't believe right now that is uh, on the cusp of contending. I mean, I think they got sure. old very quickly. Um, the strength of their team last year, the defense was nothing but mediocre this year, and. Um, yeah, I I don't I, I never really liked that as an option, and uh, you know may, maybe the the choice to go to Denver. Now again, it, it, apparently Denver was looking at other coaches as well, so maybe Sean Payton wasn't there for which which is kind of strange. I, I don't believe that he wasn't their first choice, but um, they certainly had options. Uh, maybe they did talk about it, and I'm I'm saying Payton and, and Brady, and maybe Payton realized that Brady was going to call it a career because. Sure. <laughs> Excuse yep. me. I don't think Brady woke up yet or the other morning and just said, ah, screw it. I'm going to retire. I, I think obviously he had been thinking about it since the season mm-hmm. ended and probably got his ducks in a row, so to speak, uh, before uh, posting the video. And maybe one of those ducks was to talk to Sean Payne. Not, not that there was any, you know, one had to go or the other type of situation where they would only play with each other or he would only play with Sean Payton. I think I think if there was an option to do so, I think he would have explored it because uh, why not? Um, but ultimately, I, I, think coinc- I think it's more coincidence than anything. If not, you know, maybe Payton just made the decision based on knowing Brady was going to be gone for good and said, okay, well, I'll go get a franchise or at least a, a guy who I think is going to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, at least for the next couple of years in um, Denver. And and look, if I had to choose, even even if I do believe that Russell Wilson is is serviceable at best, I'm still taking Denver over uh, Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, better roster right on defense. Arizona really got old. They got a Be- bunch of free agents. Better roster, better ownership. Hired. Yeah, yeah, better ownership. They haven't even filled the coaching position as of today, right? Which is kind of crazy. Where a month after the regular season ended, we're a week away from the Super Bowl, and the Colts and Cardinals don't have their head coaches. Like, that's 
kind of strange, right? I mean, I, and it doesn't appear that they're interviewing any of the candidates from Kansas City or Philadelphia. So, like, what exactly are they waiting for? It, it could be that, you know, Brian Flores is going to end up being the head coach in Arizona because the connection with the general manager, Monty Austin Fort, who was with the Patriots right. when Flores was here. So that could be something. In Indianapolis, I'm still convinced they're going to hire Jeff Saturday. That's what the owner wants. Yeah. Everybody else in the organization is trying to talk, you know, Jim Irsay out of that. But he's the guy who writes the check, so maybe Saturday comes back as head coach of the Colts. But both of those organizations don't even have a head coach right now. Well, you know, that's what it seems like it, where it's trending, at least for, for Indianapolis, because they've gone through a, a several rounds of, of interviews, and, and one of the th- consistent things that keeps coming out of all of it is, well, the Colts really like uh, 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 Jeff Saturday. And I was like, all right, well, look, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, like, the... I'm not going to judge him completely on on the you know the half season that he did, especially considering that he came right out of the booth. Um, but you you got to feel very strongly about his growth over this off season if you're Jim Irsay to to want to commit any sort of you know multi year deal. Um, but then again, like I said at the time, it, you know these traditional through the ranks hires don't always work out, and more often than not, I feel like they don't. So, you know, coaching is hard in this league, and it, it's really, a, you know, just like it is with drafting players, it's kind of a crapshoot because the greatest defensive coordinator could be an awful head coach. And, you know, same with a, a, a great offensive coordinator being a terrible head coach as well. So, um, but if you're Sean Payton, look, like I said, I he has to believe, there's no doubt in my mind, he believes that he can fix Russell Wilson because, A, um, you, you're not taking that job <laughs> – if you like I said, if you're going to be stuck with that guy, because no matter what you do with the rest of the roster, you're still not going to win that many games. Um, but also the fact that like he didn't have to take a job, John. I mean, this is a guy who could have said, you know what, I'm going to take off one more year. You know, mm-hmm. the right situation hasn't you know hasn't uh, risen. Um, I wanted to go, co- you know, coach Tom Brady, but he's going to retire, so I'm going to take a step back reevaluate and come back next year so he he didn't have to just like take this job it's not like he was like okay i gotta take whatever job i can get and even though i'm in hot demand you know if i don't take this job that's it you know no i so i i do believe he feels strongly or he has to if not then money really does talk john because if that's the only motivation for taking the denver job then i i think he'll regret it because he was going to make good money no matter where he went and he could have uh potentially if he didn't believe Russell Wilson was fixable, could have found a better spot. Which we would think would be the Chargers, right? But then again, yeah, that's not like open polar opposite. Yet. Right, it's not open yet, but maybe it opens at the end of the year, next year. The problem with that is that's a notoriously cheap franchise, the Chargers. Obviously, Denver's got a ton of money. The Chargers don't, yeah. so there's that. Look, when someone says five years, $100 million, I think that's that's enough to, to lure you in. He could have stayed another year doing TV, which he was making, I don't know, seven, eight million dollars, whatever they were paying him. He's still fairly young. He's my age. I like to say that, that he's fairly young. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not like he's 68 years old and needs to get back into coaching right away. Uh, he could have stayed another year out and then had a better position to choose from. But again, the money, money talks. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And look, I mean, you know, he loves coaching and Sometimes maybe that itch was just a little bit too much to pass up. So, um, 
we'll see. It'll make it. It'll make it. Make it interesting in uh, in in that division. I mean, I know it's not. Um, you know, last year it wasn't great. I mean, the te- you know the teams aren't. I mean, it's the weird thing about the AFC West. Obviously, you have the Chiefs, but the other three teams they, it, they they're all teams that you feel like should be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They all should be better than what they are. Like sometimes when you see like uh, bad teams, like no, no, they're they're as bad as I expect. Yeah, that's that's no. I think all three of those teams, you feel like they should be better. And you know, look, Sean Payton's going to make them better, no doubt about it. How much better really depends on how effective uh, Russell Wilson is and what they can get out of him. Because we saw last year they had a really good defense for much of the season, and it didn't matter because they couldn't score points. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, speaking of scoring points, uh, we're not going to have that problem, I think, in the Super Bowl. I think we're going to have some um, decent scoring in this game uh, from both sides. Uh, but <clears throat> according to uh, Bet MGM, uh, Kansas City is opening at plus 105 and uh, the Eagles at minus 125, which, look, I mean, look, that, that, that sounds fair, you know? I know, obviously, the Eagles have the better record and, you know, arguably are the better team. But, you know, Kansas City's been here. Um, they have Patrick Mahomes. And you got to figure this game is, is going to be as close to a pick as you can possibly get. Uh, any issue with that uh, opening line? No, I, I think Philadelphia has a better roster. Um, oh, yeah. Again, sure. I'm still trying to figure out who they beat. They beat the Giants handily, which is no surprise. And then they beat San Francisco without a quarterback. So, uh it was not that difficult a road. Obviously, Kansas City at Jacksonville, which I wouldn't call it a layup, but, you know, a, a, a fairly a mediocre opponent who was playing pretty good football at the end. But the win over Cincinnati certainly was impressive. Yeah, I think the line's just about right, Ian. Uh, it, in terms of the line, it's one and a half. So if you're betting the game, just bet the money line at that point, right? If you, you know, like Kansas City, you get a little extra money if you take them. If you bet on Philadelphia, you don't have to worry about the point spread and you lay down 125 to make 100. I would forget the the actual point spread because it's only one and a half. Yeah. Uh, it started with Kansas City as favorite, then it flipped to Philly as favorite. I think probably a ton of money came in on the Eagles because they destroyed San Francisco and also Philadelphia is a big betting market. Yeah. It really is you know, one of the biggest in the country. So I think that that had some impact on that as well. So yeah, I mean, this, this looks like a toss-up, right? We, we kind of think Philadelphia has the better roster, but we think that Kansas City has the better quarterback and the more experienced better head coach, so that may balance things off. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, uh, it, it's good that the, these numbers are where they're at because that you know this is no fourteen and a half point underdog. And look, I, I know people have brought up uh, the Eagles' schedule, but you know, honestly, John, that Bengals game might have been very easily the most impressive victory for the Chiefs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they lost to the Bengals earlier in the season. They lost to the Bills. People will bring up the Forty ers but if you remember at the time. The 49ers just, they, they weren't that 10-win-in-a-row 49ers team. Jimmy Garoppolo was bagged up. The team was, you know, not quite healthy and everything like that. So I know it, I'm, I'm not trying to nitpick here, but, you know, it, it, it was an impressive victory, just not one that I necessarily, necessarily think you should hang your hat on. And the same with the Buccaneers. I mean, look, at this point, we, we know that the Buccaneers just weren't really a good team, and they still put up over 30 points against this Chiefs team. So, you know, people that point out the Eagles well, who they played, well, who the Chiefs played? And, look, you can start with their division and say um, their their toughest opponent is, well, what? The Chargers, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, they're mediocre. 
let's face it, certainly last year they were. I, I, you know, we were both high on them, but we, we certainly aren't going to sit here and pretend like they were anything special. Uh, the Raiders were awful. Um, obviously, the Broncos were bad. So uh, it, it, it was, <clears throat> you know, it, I, I think both these teams, obviously, they're, they're good. I mean, your record's your record, and I don't care really who you play in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's still difficult to win as many games that they, as they have. But um, I, I don't think uh, bringing up the Eagles' record and ignoring – uh, or bringing up the Eagles opponents and ignoring really who Kansas City has faced all year. That's that's a that's a that's a little uh, mis. Uh, uh, it's just it's just it's, it's not legit in my eyes because I think they both had fairly. I'm not going to say soft or easy schedules, but I think their schedules were pretty on par with each other. Let's put it that way. I think they both played the AFC South, which yeah. is the worst division in the AFC. Right? You had you know. Jacksonville won that division, so they played Jacksonville, the Texans, and, Tennessee, and, and Jacksonville and Indianapolis. was bad early in the season too. So right. you know, yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, they didn't play like they didn't have to play the AFC North where you had you know Cincinnati and Baltimore was tough throughout the year, and Pittsburgh was competitive especially late, and Cleveland was you know not a bad last place team if that makes any sense. So. Yeah, it, it, neither team had the toughest schedule, but hey, they're here. They have the best record. They took advantage of their situations. Um, you know, they're, they're both well-constructed teams. So I, I still don't sense the excitement yet. Maybe it'll come this week now that everybody's going to be in Arizona and, you know, you get Radio Row and there'll be some excitement for it. I, it, I don't sense a huge sense of excitement here. Uh, but again, by kickoff, I think we'll be expecting, you know, hopefully a, a good game. Look, let, let's face it. I know, I know, people have said they're sick of them, but um, there, there's something very easy about marketing a Super Bowl that has Tom Brady in it. <laughs> and and oh, look, yeah, and and, and look, I, I obviously, you know, being a, a Brady fan, you know, there might be a little bias there, but you know, the reality of it is there, there was always drama surrounding mm-hmm. Brady and whoever, whether it's the Patriots or, or the Buccaneers in 2020. Um, it, it made for it very, you know, made it very easy to market and, um, Brady kind of, and look, this is, this is not a knock on, on, uh, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, but you're kind of seeing a little bit of a, a d- difference in how, you know, again, just how I think, uh, underrated, uh, Brady's mega star, uh, is, you know, like I think mm-hmm. people, obviously he's greatest quarterback ever, superstar, but people are like, you know, like you know, you mentioned the other day that Patrick Mahomes was the face of the league, and so that's always been kind of the talk the last few years. And uh, I always push back, and you know what? I always pointed to John, and I don't know this isn't any sort of official number or anything. Jersey sales, jersey mm-hmm. sales, remarkably in his second season with the Buccaneers, um, he was still the largest selling jersey in the entire league, and that includes like obviously normally those lists are. You know, the top of those lists are obviously occupied by your stars, but basically your new stars, like stars on new teams or, or newly drafted players, you know, jerseys that people just don't have yet. Presumably, <laughs> over the last 20-odd years, a lot of people have gotten Tom Brady jerseys. So what this is saying is they continue to buy Tom Brady jerseys, which, again, mm-hmm. tells me that uh, despite what everyone wants to say, he was still and may very well still be the face of the league as he's now gone as an active player. But it kind of speaks also to, well, when he was in the Super Bowl, which was quite often, it was very easy to market. And there was a lot of people that had interest, whether positively or negatively, uh, in his success or failure. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to gear up a little bit this week. Obviously, um, the the absolute embarrassment that is the the Pro Bowl was it's finally over. Um, I, I hope they realize very quickly it's just it's pointless. Get rid of it. Um, don't don't even go through this whole dog and pony show. It's just it's not even like John. How valuable is it the Pro Bowl now? Like it used to mean something. Now it means absolutely nothing, and it's a joke. Tyler Huntley, I, John. Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowler. Like, come well, on, you know when he's up for, when he's up for the Hall of Fame, that will be you know yeah. a mark that people will push. That you know he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Look, I didn't watch any of it, and I also think that the league still makes a ton of money off of it. The ratings will probably be better than any college basketball games this weekend, or many NBA games throughout the regular season. I mean, so I mean the NFL could literally put on you know paint drying, and then people would watch it because it's just it's the NFL. So yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's the best players aren't there. At least the, you know, the basketball, the NBA all-star game, you're going to see LeBron and Giannis and Luca. There'll be some injuries. So some guys will miss out, but you see the best players there. I mean, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes wasn't there cause he's playing in the super bowl. Joe Burrow wasn't there cause you know, he just lost the AFC championship game. Josh Allen didn't show up. You didn't have, you know, any of the huge stars. You got, you know, Kirk cousins, who seems to eat up the Pro Bowl. That's like the highlight of his season. Yeah. Uh, and he, he and Derek Carr were like the big stars there for this weekend. So that says enough. Yeah, and Carr's not even on – well, technically he's on the team, but he has no home right now. So that kind of tells you everything yeah. you need to know. So um, – <clears throat> But anyway, so uh, real quick before we go, Patrick Mahomes plus 130, Jalen Hurts plus 130 for uh, Super Bowl MVP odds. Travis Kelsey is the uh, the highest non-quarterback at plus 1,600, which, you know, that's a, that's a sneaky, hmm. sneaky good grab right there, Travis Kelsey, because it's, yeah. it's very, it's very, it's very legitimate that he has a, a Julian Edelman type game, so to speak, or yep. a Dion Branch like game and that that's not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes but as we've seen this offense leans very heavily on Travis Kelsey and if he has 12 catches a couple touchdowns you can very well bet that his his name is is in much bigger consideration for for that MVP award and and we know John I know the <clears throat> excuse me the league MVP that's I mean a de facto quarterback award and I, look I know people complain about it but let, let's let's think of it logically the quarterback being the most important player in everything that the quarterback does, yes, it should be a quarterback mm-hmm. award, and they should have the advantage when it comes to that. Uh, Super Bowl MVP is a little bit different because it's one game, and it you know it's a it's it can be more about a moment. It could be more emotional. Um, trust me, I mean, <laughs> I I think in any most normal circumstances, John Malcolm Butler would have won the Super Bowl MVP, but the reality of it was you just could not not give it to Tom Brady, who you know we know fourteen of sixteen. 160 some odd yards, two touchdowns, all that stuff. You can't not give it to him. But in most that's situ- only the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was well. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Just the fourth. You can't. Yeah, not, yeah you just fourth. you could, that that would have been a crime. I think that you you could have actually arrested someone and charged them with an offense if someone did that. Um, well, you would have. I'm sure. I would have. I would have. I would have. Trust me. I, I would have. Uh, I would have put a. a I don't know if one of those uh, uh, citizens arrest. Yeah, citizens arrest, or like you know, I'll put up one of those things where people sign. I'm I'm completely blanking on it. What am I? A petition. There we go. Petition, I got a petition. Yeah, online yeah. petition. You know. Um, yep. But look, you go out and you have a performance like that. So plus sixteen hundred, John. I, look, I might be talking myself into trying to uh, take a little bit of that action. I might have That's to. That's good uh, value. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, two of the last four 
Super Bowl MVPs have been wide receivers, right? Julian yeah. Edelman, and then last year, Cooper Cup. So those were kind of lower scoring games. It was 13-3 when Edelman won it, and it was 23-20 when Coop won it. So the quarterbacks didn't have, like, ridiculous numbers. So, like, let's say Kansas City wins 24-20, and Mahomes throws two touchdown passes, but also two interceptions, 246 yards, but half of them go to Kelsey, and Kelsey catches both touchdown passes. Maybe that's enough for him to win. But if Mahomes goes for 353 touchdowns, he's going to win it. Um, yeah. you know, I'm t- maybe another eagle that could be considered is AJ Brown. Yeah, he's at you know, plus they, 1800 he right game. now. Yeah, he'd be someone else that I, I think well, I'd be and, interested in. And to be on- to be honest, um, I-, I know again, you know, uh, the people voting on this are human, so there's this this aspect to it. Um, you know, the fact that he's Patrick Mahomes is going to give him favorable odds. I mean, let's let's sure. face it, right? So, imagine, so if the Eagles win. And say, say uh, theoretically, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown have identical lines together. You know, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, relatively the same amount of production. Uh, Travis Kelsey and A.J. Brown just have, you know, great games. You know, multi-catches, multi uh, over 100 yards, couple touchdowns, that type of thing. Um, I think it's far more likely that you give the – if the Eagles win, you give uh, there's a better chance that you give AJ Brown more consideration mm-hmm. than you would Travis Kelsey, despite it being right. very similar. So in that sense, yeah, I do think you know the edge goes to uh, to, to Patrick Mahomes in that situation. But um, yeah, I mean, two uh, good value on both of them plus sixteen hundred for yep. Travis Kelsey and uh, plus eighteen. That's on the FanDuel sportsbook. I don't know what the um, some of the other odds are I, I didn't get a chance to pull it up, but I can't. I can't imagine it's going to be um, too, di- you know, too dissimilar uh, in terms of certainly the the two non quarterbacks with the best odds are going to be those two anywhere you get. But uh, maybe you get some better odds uh, somewhere else. So um, and maybe if uh, the Chiefs don't block Hassan Reddick like San Francisco chose not to block him in the NFC Championship game, maybe he's a long shot as well. Yeah, hey, you never know, John. You never know. So <laughs> all right, that's uh, that's going to do it for us here today. We will uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to uh, keep breaking down the Super Bowl each and every day that we're on here. And of course, on Friday will be our mega show, and we'll uh, we'll give our picks and all of our predictions that will obviously naturally go all wrong and we'll sit back with egg on our face on Monday and say, Hey, better luck next year. So, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at FPC radio live. And of course, uh, be sure to head over to full press coverage.com and full press hockey.com too. you know, hockey's geared up right now. So, uh, check it out and, uh, we will talk to you soon. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.